This is Vic Patel with Craft Express. My name is Ashley from Artistry. It's Gavin, founder and creator of Seps.io. And you're listening to Two Regular Guys Podcast. Hosted by Terry Combs RG, regular guy. And Aaron Montgomery. The place to be for industry news. The best dad jokes on earth, along with relevant topics to apparel decorators. Put pass it away. Welcome into the show. It is Friday, February 16th, 2024. I'm Terry Combs, and you can find me at terrycombs.com. And welcome to the first episode of season 12 of The Two Regular Guys, 12 years. All right. Well, yeah, thank you. That's awesome. Welcome in, everybody. My name is Aaron Montgomery, and I'm with our success group. And my mission is to inspire you to fall deeper in love with your business. Uh, Today, Terry, we're going to share our tips and tricks or whatever you want to call it, maybe the framework for becoming an industry speaker. And uh, this was actually something that we talked about, well, I guess it was in January, right? Early January, right. the 10 things we wanted to see. Um, and this was one of the things on the list, some, some fresh blood in uh, in the speaker. You know, we've got great educators, great speakers that we're blessed with, with in this industry, but bringing fresh voices and and there's been, you know, how do you do that? You know, what's the yeah, how do you get started? That was that was yeah, the conversation. Exactly. So. Exactly. And so from that, right, we we said, well, shoot, <laughs> maybe we should do something about it. And uh, <laughs> here we are. We're gonna we're gonna start here and see where, where this leads. And um, so I, I'm excited about this, Terry. And and today it's really all about elevating potential speakers with a, a framework to kind of build a presentation and and kind of all the different things that we do so looking forward exactly to right it. exactly right i'm excited about that too and uh I, i'm sure there are a lot of folks out there that have uh have knowledge to share i know for a fact they do and and maybe we can help them uh take that first step towards doing that so make make sure also you stay till the very end and get your helping of the secret sauce today aaron is going to share five ai prompts for generating your next speaking gigs. So we're tied right in there. <laughs> yeah. It is like, Ooh, okay. This will fit. Right. And so, uh, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to sharing that too. And, um, Terry and I always joke in the, in the background, right. All, all hail Skynet, but, uh, all hail I'm, Skynet. A pretty, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a pretty prolific user of uh, chat GPT specifically. And, and so we're going to, I'm going to share some of the things that I use to kind of just enhance and make make things quicker and, and better. So uh, looking forward well, to definitely stay for the end for that because that's uh, that's a lot of great information and good, certainly going to be helpful in what we're talking about today. 100. percent So, well, we've got a, a new segment for you today. Now, here's here's the awesome part, right? So we had Screen Printing Magazine uh, helping us out for for a while there when Adrian was part of that. And um, now we've got an old friend who's now joined the team over there at Screen Printing Magazine, and uh, she is going to be joining us today. Marsha Derryberry is here to share the news with us today, Terry. So are you ready for that? I am ready. Love to have Marsha back. All right. Yeah, great to have her back. So here we go. Friday decorators. It's me, your old pal, Marsha, now editor-in-chief of Screen Printing and Big Picture Magazines. I'm just thrilled to be back in the industry and thankful to uh, Terry and Aaron for asking me to do the news today. I'll go quick so as not to take too much time away from their important topic. 
But I wanted to talk first about something that came out of the Long Beach Impressions Expo. There was so much going on at the show. If you had the opportunity to go, uh, and if you did, I'm sorry you missed it because everybody was doing all kinds of interesting things at their booth, live printing, uh, 613 originals had their transfers uh, pre-printed onto t-shirts, rolled up in the form of burritos and had a fake food truck in their booth. I mean, it was real exciting. But one of the most exciting things was Grimco gave away an $85,000 rock press. And it was the excitement of Rockfest Saturday night, hosted by Rock and some other sponsors, where they had Eve Six as the headlining band. But during that event, uh, our friends at Grimco did give away the press, and the lucky winner was Images Screen Printing out of Santa Maria, California. Now, they might sound familiar because they're pretty infamous for doing <clears throat> really detailed car designs on T-shirts. In fact, uh, they won numerous impressions awards over the years, which those are awarded for creativity, innovation, and technical ability. And like I said, their car designs are so detailed and so precise. It's really something to see. I um, encourage you to go to their website and check out some of their designs. But they were just thrilled to win. They had two automatics, as it was, and a manual, and did some other kinds of decorating. But they were thrilled to um, have Rock install the press right away. And the Rock friends were just thrilled that they were able to share this partnership with Grimco. So that's one bit of news. The other one is through the Gildan brands. You know, Gildan is not new to sustainability. They have had efforts for decades in trying to make a better T-shirt for a better planet. And now they've come out with a new initiative with all their brands, Gildan, American Apparel, and Comfort Colors, to really push sustainability because it's more important than ever as everybody knows in the industry. So the apparel companies have really stepped up as the ink companies have over the years. And in particular today, I was going to talk a little bit about the Color Comforts Initiative. Um, it's something new called a pigment pure dyeing process. And in that, um, it's see, dyeing is known to be a water intensive step in apparel making. And pigment pure is a solution tackling that because it reduces water and energy during the manufacturing process. Um, the brand is extremely popular among consumers because it's got a really soft feel and nature inspired hues. But it, in um, talking about it, Maria Fromater, the vice president of textiles and dyeing at Gildan Activewear, which owns Comfort Colors, um, mentioned that a common dyeing method used for cotton in our industry is known as reactive dyeing, which is where the dye forms a bond with the fiber. In pigment pure, however, dyes fabric on the surface level, allowing us to produce a subtle vintage looking color and ultimately maintain the nature inspired shades for which the brand is known. Um, it uses a base of uh, set palette of base colors, which are mixed and matched to produce the vast array of shades in the product line and maintain shade consistency. <clears throat> it's uh, got an interesting environmental and manufacturing advantages. For instance, when compared to reactive dyeing, the dyeing time is reduced by approximately 40% with pigment pure, allowing to save on both water and energy. So it's a greater lower impact choice. So that's just one of them. I encourage you to go to their website, gildan.com, to look at what American Apparel and Gildan, that brand is doing as well. And then if you want the full story on either of these um, news stories, go to screenprintingmag.com. We'll have them posted there under press room. And that's about it for me so that you guys can get to talking about your stuff. 
I wish you all a happy weekend and I'll see you in a few weeks when it's my turn again. Bye-bye. Yeah, you know, that 613 Originals uh, food truck uh, in their booth was really, really clever. It was it was really something to see. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, super great to have Marsha back and uh, really excited to see, uh, you know, I, to be honest with you, Screen Printing Magazine has been, maybe it's not lucky. I think they're probably just really smart, but, you know, they've had some incredible people over there from from Steve Chili to Adrian and and now having Marsha. I mean, I think that's yeah. a huge win for them. And, and it's so great to have Marsha back in, in that spot, right? We kind of, she was synonymous as, as an editor of a, and, and just, she, she, she's doing some cool things. So uh, make sure that you guys go over there to screen printing mag and uh, sign up for everything. Make sure you're getting their emails and, and uh, tune into what Marsha's got happening over there at screen printing mag, Terry. So, you know, and with, uh, with the hire of Adrian uh, back uh, a while back, they, they really made a push into garment decorating as well. And so, I think that was a, a smart move on their part. Yep, definitely. And now, now with Marsha, boy, they're they're going to the next level here. So, um, exactly. cool, cool to see. So, uh, Terry, we are uh, we've got some people checking in here this morning, and uh, so if you guys have not shared this with your friends, let's get some more folks in here. Because here's the thing about what we're going to talk about today, Terry, is that we uh, we know that everybody has something they can educate on, right? There's something that you're passionate about. And, and so this doesn't mean that you have to go speak at impressions expo or, or, or whatever, wherever, right? You could just do something in, in teach your customers, right? But do it in a, in a specific way like this. And I think it's really going to be beneficial. So if, if you think this episode's not for you, you're wrong. Okay. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> you know, t- teach your staff, that's oh, uh, you go. You're, you're way ahead of the game if if you are educating your employees on on uh, on how to do this or or about your market about your customers a, a thousand things 5215 training everybody yep indeed <laughs> so uh, and and you know you can take nuggets from what we're going to talk about here today to, to improve that make it make it uh, something that they'll actually really take to heart and and utilize to make your business better so um, so let's say good morning to some folks here. Chuck Peterson checking in. Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, we got Christopher joining us. Good morning, all. And uh, Rena Cooper checking in as well. Good morning to Jerry. Hello. And uh, good morning to Ramona. Appreciate uh, everybody tuning in here, Terry. And uh, like I said, make sure that you're out there sharing this with your friends. Uh, just uh, go go hit the little share button below where you're watching and uh, get it out there to all your social media folks. So Terry, um, we, we, we have to live up to this each week. I almost feel like we uh, have set the bar pretty high. And, and so with Cassie saying the best dad jokes on the planet, you've, you've done a really good job. So I, I feel like you're, you've uh, been crushing it. So would you I've, like I've embraced that? the dad joke. Yes, you have. Yes, you have. And so with that embracing of it, are you ready to uh, deliver this week's dad joke? I, I am. I am. I feel pretty good about this one. All right. Here we go. All right, Eric, uh, Eric, Aaron, <laughs> you know, I'm uh, writing a new book. Uh, I'm writing a new book on reverse psychology. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Please do not re- buy this book. Please do not buy this book. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. I, I couldn't think of anything clever. You know, it's, uh, Eric would normally you know put something in parentheses, try to explain it, but um, anyway, <laughs> yeah. I think that I one needs no reverse psychology. <laughs> yeah. on the screen. Uh, I, I think that All one right. needs no explanation, Terry. So uh, really good stuff there. Congratulations. <laughs> All right. Before we jump in, uh, we want to thank everybody for checking out the two regular guys podcast. Uh, we need your voices still. We would love to have the regulators participate in our new show intros. Uh, if you'd like to do that, go to decorators.inc forward slash intro. Just read a few lines and be a part of the show. Don't be left out. Uh, we are always looking for new guests. So if you or anyone you know would like to join us, go to calendly.com forward slash two, the number two, regular guys. <laughs> uh, you can book a future episode or you can email us at info at tworegularguys.com with your show ideas. And if you are listening to the podcast version of our show, we would appreciate you sharing the Two Regular Guys podcast with all of your industry friends, just as Aaron was saying. Uh, we'd love to have them become regulators, too. And we would appreciate you giving us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Podcasts. YouTube podcast, wherever you do your podcast listening. And if you're watching us live right now, please join in with your comments and your questions, especially if you're thinking about uh, becoming a seminar speaker or, or a class speaker. Uh, we would love to have your comments and your questions. Yeah, definitely. And and honestly, your your tips too. I know we've got some educators in here. Uh, you know, Ramona does a weekly uh, show on Saturdays called uh, Coffee and Conversation, right? So so how do you guys do it too, right? So all of that stuff. Um, Jerry, can I back up one quick second too to the the decorators, uh, the intro? Um, yes. Yeah, as, as you said, we we want new ones. So we've we've, the, we've exhausted the ones that we've gotten, and we already have a couple that we can't use because people have already left those uh, positions where they <laughs> shared where they were with. So um, I, I think if if you haven't done it yet, just go back to that link, decorators.inc forward slash intro. Super easy. Just uh, and then your voice will be part of the show. So I'm excited about uh, getting some new ones going on that front. All right, Terry. Well. Shall we uh, dive into the content here today? Yeah, yeah. Let's let's jump in. And, and Aaron, I was thinking that. Uh, and, and by the way, uh, Eric was going to be joining us uh, in this today, but uh, he is uh, he is deep in planning a memorial service. So we uh, we ask him to go ahead and take care of uh, his family business, and uh, we will see him back here again in a week or so. But. Yes, uh, uh, we, we told him we wouldn't dock his pay. So, um. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Aaron's got a Eric's got a lot on his uh, on his plate here the last few weeks. So, yeah, uh, yep. he is in our thoughts for sure. Yep, and he and his family. Yeah. Um, sure. But Aaron, I was thinking, uh, why don't why don't we talk about how we how we both got started doing uh, uh, this kind of uh, this kind of work and yeah. and uh, you know in the intro where you hear me say. Uh, Terry Combs RG, regular guy. Th that was from the very first seminar I ever yeah. did. It was uh, in yeah. Dallas, uh, the uh, the ISS show, the now Impressions Expo, because everybody always called it the Impression Show anyway. But uh, um, I was speaking with Mark Bennett and uh, scared to death. <laughs> I'd never <laughs> done anything like that at all. This yeah. was, uh, okay, you ready? It was a previous century. It's 1991. And, okay. uh, and, uh, so for anybody who hasn't heard it, uh, that's where the name of our show came from because 
Mark went up to introduce himself first. I'd never met him before. Uh, he did. He we were talking about uh, talking about sales, and he was talking about uh, profit margins and things. And I was talking about from the production standpoint your costs involved in that. And uh, so Mark walked up to the microphone and said, hi, I'm Mark Bennett, MBA. And I'm like, what? (laughs) So I walked up to the microphone and just ad lib said, hi, I'm Terry Combs, RG, regular guy. And uh, (laughs) the room erupted in laughter. Uh, I don't think Mark spoke to me again for 10 years. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought, well, this is cool. (laughs) I can do this. So it it really kind of motivated me to to keep going with it. But how about you, Aaron? What was your first well, I think a lot of people have heard heard a little bit about my story, but can can I ask you, uh, not to make this an interview of you, but I'm really curious too. Like, okay, before that time, right, where you were kind of hooked when you got the the laughter and you could kind of do that, but like before that point, right, what, what was the turning point for you where you went from, you know, the decorator, the guy that you know ran into Scott Fresner, and and I remember that story too, where you know, kind of felt like you'd made it when he knew your name. Like, how did? Right. How did that evolve for you? Yeah, well, actually, and, uh, you know, most of our listeners know I have a degree in journalism and um, I started writing articles for trade magazines. And I I thought, man, I'm going to be lucky if I can get in there. And as soon as they found out I had a a degree in journalism, they're like, how how many articles do you want to write? So I was writing for all of the magazines. And so then uh, ISS Impressions Expo reached out to me and said, hey, what would you think about, you know, coming to Dallas and, and participating in one of the seminars? And so so I was lucky they, they reached out to me because uh, they they knew me from articles I'd written for Impressions magazine. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that's you know, but you had to be willing to, you know, write those articles first. Right. So it, it's it's yes. kind of taking the steps to get there. Yeah. Because. You know, I, I started, I was, I mean, we go, we go way back. Right. I had, I had a situation when I was about 16 years old, uh, at my church where I had messed up in, in, in an area. And I, I mean, from that point forward, I never spoke in front of people. I was terrified of it. I mean, like vomiting ill, if the thought of anything came up, that's how terrified I, I was of it. Right. And so, um, you know, fast forward working for Scott Fresner at US Screen. Um, you know, he was always doing seminars and 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 I always helped him prepare for them and and you know kind of do the stuff in the background and things like that. And there was a situation where he had a conflict and he couldn't do a class. And um, so I ended up doing it. And uh, yeah, all of those fears, all of those things were were present and I'm sure it was, you know, so anybody who attended that very, it was on CorelDRAW of all things way, way back. I mean, I, I don't even remember the time. It was so bad. Um, fortunately for me, Greg Kitson was the uh, instructor after me and he was nice enough to, because I went long and I, you know, it was shocking, right? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, he was nice to me and, and really supportive and said, hey, no problem. And, and, and so I really appreciate Greg. Uh, giving me that grace. And so, yeah, I, I kind of at that point was like, oh, um, I think I, you know, maybe did a few things here and there, but I, I, I definitely had the bug, right. I, I enjoyed the, the writing and the sharing and, and, um, you know, if I could help somebody with something, there was just this tick box that, uh, you know, happened inside of me that I kind of was passionate about and I was starting to chase. And, um, 
you know, I, but I knew that I was terrible at it. And so, uh, you know, we've, I've shared this on the show before too, but I basically looked to somebody that I looked up to as, Hey, this person's a great speaker, i.e. the guy sitting next to me here, Terry Combs and said, Hey, okay, I'm going to ask him, can, can we do this together? Can, you know, how can we do this? And can you help me? And, and so you agreed and we started doing some, some stuff together. We'd been doing the podcast. We hadn't really been doing it video live but we were doing it on the phone live at that point so um yeah it was an evolving thing for me too and uh now yeah i think i'm gonna probably i, I didn't get the exact count but somewhere north of 16 to 20 presentations um i'm kind of out there trying to put the book out in front of people so i'm doing three or four uh interviews a week typically and, and so i feel like some days all i do is stare at this camera right here <laughs> so, um, well and you know you're kind of doing the same thing i did as well though because uh i went from articles to seminars to doing two days of screen printing classes yeah and yeah. because uh, you know the articles you think oh, man how am i going to translate that to an hour and 20 minutes and then suddenly, how am I going to translate that to two full days? Sure. And you're getting ready to do that uh, that right now with your event this summer. Yep, exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting how it how you know it just kind of grows on itself, right? And 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 I think so. That's some of the things I think we're going to talk about here today is how to grow that, right? Wherever it is that you start, you know, whether it is a you know, so Ramona, for example, so I think she's taken a similar path. She says, and I'm teaching classes at EEM and Applique Getaway this year, right? So, you know, wh where do you start? And, and you know, I know Ramona has been helping people and sharing people, but I believe that her coffee and conversations program, I mean, uh, let's be honest, two regular guys definitely got my foot in the door at a lot of places. So, you know, um, we work hard at it, but at the same time, it's given us a lot in return. So. And, and, you know, the, the tag team method that you were talking about before, too, can really help you relax in, in doing a presentation, knowing that, well, it's just like the two regular guys podcast, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. it would be, you know, you're used to doing the the, the single event now, but uh, yeah. I kind of rely on on the conversation uh, of this uh, to make it a lot easier. And, you know, going back to you mentioning Scott Fresner, man, I always admired that guy. He, somebody said, Hey, I need somebody to fill in. Uh, is it 10 minutes or three hours? I could do either. And he would just stroll up to the front of the room and just yep. start talking. <laughs> I'm yep. like, Oh my gosh, someday yep. I want to be that guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and I imagine you are at this point, right? So, I mean, I've filled I, in different times for different people along the way, but it took doing the work to get to that point where you felt comfortable with the content, the stories, the, you know, the, the things that we're going to kind of share here that allow you to then go, okay, because the other part of it is now I can kind of know also the timing of things, right? I, I mentioned that very first seminar that I did that, you know, I went way long and I probably didn't even cover a quarter of what I was supposed to cover and, and et cetera, et cetera. Now I can get started in a class, know where the whole thing's going to go. And, and not worry about, because sometimes what happens is you get engaged in a conversation with the people in the audience, right? Or they've got questions or you kind of take a detour because people, you, you can just, you know, one thing about doing a live presentation for me, Terry, that I, I really enjoy is for the most part, you can kind of tell where, okay, hold on a second. I don't want to gloss over that because everybody's looking at me with this blank stare right now, right? So I got, got to dig deeper into that. But then, you know, okay, so I can, you know, cut a little bit here, go a little faster here. 
And, um, you know, I, I remember, was it two years ago? I did a uh, seminar on time management <laughs> and I'm going, man, I got to nail the time on this because I can't do a seminar on time management and go long. <laughs> long is better than short, by the way. I'm just yeah, sure that. <laughs> good point. Good point. Um, so anyhow. All right. Well, let's let's get into this. I think there's some really cool um, opportunities here for us to, to share with folks. So where do you start with this, Terry? What, like, what for you? What's your your process? How do you kind of go from okay, I'm ready to teach to I'm gonna you know share something? Well, it, it, a couple of different directions, you know, and a lot of what I do, uh, Aaron, is is production uh, oriented, and so um, if if I uh, if I've if I've run into a situation and found a solution that I think is would be interesting to other people, and I'm all about yeah. sharing, it's I'm, I'm not going to keep that solution a secret. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's probably one of the big ones. Uh, talking to customers and hearing the hearing a question repeated and repeated and repeated. Uh, well, like last week, my secret sauce on uh, on. Um, on uh, doing the adhesive powder onto your DTF transfers. I hear that question three or four times a week. So I thought, yeah. well, this, this would be a perfect secret sauce because yeah. lots of people uh, have questions about this. So, so uh, probably most of it I get from talking to customers, but mm -hmm. uh, back when I was active on the production floor, it was, it was, um, you know, solutions that I'd found like, like, um, <clears throat> you know, a lot of people struggle with their, their schedule uh, in production. And so, uh, you know, I being the nerd that I am, you know, I'd make Excel spreadsheet and calculated how, how to estimate production time. Yeah. And I thought, man, people could really use this. And, and so I wrote a book about it. I, uh, uh, I, I've spoken about it many, many times. And, and so, um, and it just helps people, uh, have an understanding of where they are in their production day. And so, you know, uh, probably um, uh, just just me running into things on my production floor that yeah. uh, that helped me think. So I bet other people would like to know about this. And yeah. and so you know, it's funny too. Um, uh, when I was in Kansas City at um, Jones and Mitchell Sportswear, the uh, every time some kind of issue would come up, and we had these management meetings every Tuesday, and and I'd be scribbling notes, and the president of the company would be, uh, he'd say you're going to write an article about this, aren't you? And I'm like, I am, I am, I'm not going to mention you, but I'm going to write an article about it. <laughs> uh, <that's laughs> how about you? Where do, where do you, where do you get your ideas? And, yeah. and, 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 and how do you decide? Yes, this is an hour and 20 minutes worth of, worth of questions and answers. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, and I, yeah, I agree with all the things that you said there. I mean, you know, it's, it's in the, I think the real shift though, is, is it's not about you coming up with a topic that you've got to share. Right. Um, I think it's really about what you said, right. If you're getting these questions and you think you've got a solution for that, that's so what's in it for them, I guess, is, is the big question that we've got to answer first and foremost. Right. So, um, like you, right. It's talking to customers or, you know, going to the, the Facebook forums or, or wherever. I mean, Every time somebody signs up to get more information about our success group, the, the question we always ask them is, what's the number one challenge in your business? And I don't know the exact percentage, but it's it's high. It's got to be in the 80 to 90% range. 
of those people are saying, you know, their biggest challenge is how to price their products and services. And so like, okay, well, if that keeps showing up, right. And, and I've got a formula or I've got a, a way to think differently about this. Um, you know, so this year I'm going to be teaching, you know, basically different iterations tuned to whatever the event is on pricing your products for profit. And, and so it's, it's definitely that. And I think, you know, from there, right. Um, for me, what I've done is just kind of let it evolve. Right. So like you said, maybe it starts out as a, as a secret sauce or, you know, something I talk about on our Wednesday, um, live OSG, uh, uh, program that I do, or, um, I used to do small business Saturdays as a way to kind of talk through ideas and then they would become an article and then, you know, then the article would become a training and then, right. And so they evolve or you start stacking some things together. And I think that's for me been, been the process, right. Is you gotta, it'd be, it'd be awesome if we just had this epiphany and the perfect topic was there and, and I could just go do it. Right. But the reality is you gotta, you gotta move it along, right. You gotta test the water, so to speak. And, and see what lands and what doesn't. And, um, you know, so, but then that's also then how you get to a point where, yeah, you can tune that and somebody needs me to talk about pricing for 10 minutes. I can do it. Somebody needs you to talk about pricing for three hours. I can do it. Right. But, um, you know, it took that practice of, of digging out all the little parts and pieces because then the other side of that, as I mentioned, Terry is then to tune it to who the audience is going to be. Right. If I'm talking to a whole bunch of new business owners, it's different emphasis than, you know, talking to all of the, you know, when I, I did this seminar at Printing United in Atlanta and it, the areas that I emphasized were way different because a lot of them were very established businesses, maybe larger businesses, you know, have some sort of a, a pricing structure, but we're missing a few key points where somebody that's brand new they just are sitting there waiting for somebody to say, just tell me what to charge, <laughs> you know, and, um, and, and the pitfalls yeah, let's, and let's cl- cut out all the advertising. Just give me a, give me the numbers. <laughs> yeah. Just can I multiply it by, you know, and so that's what I'm trying to do is, is get people to, to think differently about it. So anyhow, I, yeah. Well, and go ahead. You, you know, uh, Aaron, the, uh, the, um, the seminar that I'm doing, uh, everything you've heard about DTG and DTF printing <laughs> on the internet is wrong. Yeah, yeah. The, every one of those slides is based on somebody calling me up saying, you know, repeating something they'd read on the internet that that was completely wrong, and I just make a note of it. And and sometimes I just add slides because okay, here's a here's another burst of of <laughs> of misinformation out there. It's probably the easiest seminar I ever put together. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, so. Uh, in fact, Ramona said, yeah, I, I had a question once in a class. Aaron might remember. I do remember Ramona was a very good student. Um, I asked, where do you get your content? And he said, listen to the questions you get. There's your content, right? So, um, perfect. and I think it does require you to be open to that. Like, like you said, you're sitting in that, that meeting and, and you're scribbling the notes and you're like, oh, wait a second. He's writing an article about this, right? So <laughs> you just have to be willing to, to do that and then look for the patterns there. So, um, Terry, let's let's keep moving here. Let's. So I think we've got a pretty good idea of how we get kind of started, right? Yeah. And then once you have that idea, you know, what, what's the next step? How do we go from okay, I've got an idea, I've got some content that I want to share. Uh, what's next? 
and, and maybe and maybe that's just you doing YouTube shorts or whatever. But yeah. but if yeah. if you want to speak at the trade shows, uh, a lot of this is is booked uh, nearly a year ahead. So. Yeah. You know, we're right now we're talking about 2025. If you want to speak at Impressions Expo, the DAX show, um, yep. uh, Graphics Pro Expo, any of those types uh, or or uh, uh, the um, Printing United show. Uh, but but your proposal and, and all you have to do is reach out to them and say, hey, how does someone become a speaker? Trust me, they'll get right back to you because they are yep. always looking for new speakers, new yep. topics uh, to, to share. And uh, so what you're going to do is you're going to write up a proposal and they're going to have a form that you fill out, but, but they're going to want three or four or five bullet points of here's what I'm going to talk about. And then they're going to ask you what's, what, what's the, what three things is the audience going to take away from this? And it kind of helps you um, helps you with that outline of, of how, how am I going to approach this? You know, what, what are the three takeaways? And, and and I can chop those into twenty minute segments, and uh, and and there's my there's my presentation. But but um, you know now is the time to be reaching out for for next year's events, yeah. and uh, and just put your proposals out there, and it gives you plenty of time to work on the concept. And uh, you know I don't know about you, uh, Aaron, but I always have about six or seven ideas put together already. And so I just uh, well, Marsha Derryberry, uh, uh, who was who did our news, asked you and me about some article concepts, and I went to my potential trade show uh, seminar list, and I grabbed three things off of those, and I rewrote them as as article proposals, and uh, sent them off to her, and she's like, "Perfect, awesome, there you go. Yep. <laughs> let's do yep. this." Yeah, and I, I think that's really really crucial, right? Is to have that. Um, have that kind of list of, of ideas, topics, that kind of thing. And then, you know, I think the, the, the other part about making this proposal is again, you've really got to think about it from, because at the end of the day, your job as a, as a speaker is to bring value to that person's event, right? So you're supposed to obviously think about what the attendees want to take away from it, but ultimately you're there to enhance the event. So when you're thinking about that proposal, right, that's what it, it's almost like you're almost like you're you're trying to uh, it's a job interview so to speak right so you really do have to put some effort into this right I I've seen um, you know I've been involved a little bit in trying to help build the DAX uh, education program and then you know putting my stuff out there even outside of this industry right the, the same types of things again like Terry said they're always looking for fresh voices and and new deals but they can they can tell who's put the effort into it who who really wants it so if this is something you want to do make sure that you put some effort into this you know what is it going to be yes i have my three bullet points that um, people are going to take away from it but how does that reflect this particular event right if you're speaking at a, a decorated apparel expo the dax show compared to a printing united show right th th those are two different audiences and so you yes. have to make sure that your proposal kind of speaks to that so, so yeah, to i'm a hundred thousand dollar business i'm a 35 million dollar business that's the that's yep. the difference in those audiences yep yep so okay so we've got the concept we kind of maybe have a proposal out there right so now we really need to actually start building this thing what, what what's next in your process well 
Well, I, I usually will start with some bullet points and I, and I write articles the same way. I'll go through and I'll, I'll write out um, uh, the, the different um, topics that I want to I want to talk about, you know, in the DTG and DTF, it was, um, you know, going through and, and, and describing what DTG, DTG and DTF printing is and, and how you accomplish this. And then I started going through and listing by bullet point, I start going through and listing uh, different things that people have brought up to me that uh, that I know is misinformation that they found. And then once I have that list, then I'm going to, I'm going to kind of rearrange it like a puzzle. And yep. uh, so that it, it makes makes a, a linear sense to me and, yes. and has a conclusion at the end. And that particular seminar, the, the conclusion at the end is uh, here are eight questions to ask because at a trade show, people are usually there to buy. And, and a lot of people that come to your seminar are there because they want information to help them make a buying decision on the, on the show floor, you know, unless it's pricing or something like that. But, but um the, the very end of that is eight questions to ask when you are talking to people about buying equipment. And so that's that's my kind of summarizes everything that we talked about in the seminar uh, and boil down to these eight questions. So what's, what's your process? Yeah, very similar to that. I <laughs> At some point, I'm going to have to figure out how to give you enough credit for all the things that you've taught me here but um because i borrow a lot of your stuff terry so i appreciate you very much um but uh you, you had talked about you know just taking a, a piece of paper and, and writing a list of just 20 things right just just kind of a brain dump right and 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 that's a little bit about what where my process starts too like you said just kind of making and i yeah i really go through and just okay what are the points that i want to make that doesn't even have to be in any order like all the things that just pop up and get them out on paper. And then I guess the next thing that I do is, which might be a little different than what you shared. Um, you probably just do this intuitively, but for me, you know, if it's an hour, hour and a half, you know, if it's an hour, probably like three sections, if it's an hour and a half, probably four sections. Um, it, it, it kind of depends a little bit, but what I like to do is kind of break it into sections and um, I've found that the sections do flow pretty nicely from start out with explaining why this is important, you know, and then what it is that we're trying to accomplish and then how do you accomplish it, right? And so kind of using that framework a little bit, you know, maybe there's um, a couple sections in the, so you've got why, what, how, maybe there's a couple sections in the what, maybe there's a couple sections in the how, but that's kind of the next step for me is breaking it into those sections. So I'll take a big long list of all the different kind of ideas that I have. And then, you know, so the sections will be A, B, C, D, and I'll put A's by everything that needs an A and, and start shuffling it that way. And then what I'll, I'll notice is that there's certain things that are really kind of the same topic and just can be you know, kind of put together or, oh, we need to expand more on this section or, or whatnot. And so now I kind of have these sections as these mini courses that I'm going to build first. Um, and then I sort in priority order of, okay, what's the flow that makes this make sense? So inside of A, what's the first point I need to make and, and go through it that way. So that's again, really similar to what, what you do. Um, and so, but and I think that has, a lot, that has a lot to do with, um, so that it makes sense. So, so that your, your audience can follow along and it makes sense. And, Yep. So, yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. And, and the other the reason I like the section thing too, Terry, is, is science has shown that, you know, we've, we've only got a certain kind of attention span. And so when you break it into those sections, it kind of serves as a reset, right? Okay, cool. I got that point. I, I, so I always kind of start with, you know, here's the agenda and I don't give them, you know, here's all the things we're going to cover. I just give them, here's the sections we're going to hit. And, and that also then again, breaks it up so they can really focus on that area and then, okay, next section, let me reset. I, I can put, put all that away. Now I'm ready for the next section. And so um, I, I think that that's really crucial. I, I found that to be very helpful because I like to wander, you know, if people know that. <laughs> <laughs> Which brings us to slides. Talk to talk about what uh, what you think slides should look like your your PowerPoint or or whatever yeah, you're using. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm laughing because I think you and I helped each other with this <laughs> very subject very very much. So, um, you know, when I started, my slides looked like a book. <laughs> you had a, a full paragraph that you probably had to have glasses to read. And uh, you know, pe- what I found out was people were so busy reading that. Um, you know, and, I, and unfortunately, I was kind of reading what was on there myself. So uh, and then, you know, you were the flip side of that, where it's like, Terry, what, what's the point of even having the slide here? Yeah, right? Three words on it. You have a slide with three words. <laughs> <laughs> so I at least got you to add some pictures, right? It was, uh, I added so, yeah, pictures, add a little more information. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the slides the really you added a little less. So yeah, yeah. The slides really should just be there to enhance what you're talking about, right? Whether, you know, from a this to this, the pictures, the um, because if you've got something up there that they've got to read, they're not going to listen to you until they're done reading it, right? And so if you put something up there and there is text on it, what I normally do is I, I put it up there, I read the text with them. Right. Just so we're all doing that. And then we talk about it. Right. So I think that's that's the key is. For me, it was less is more. Um, I, you know, I, I'm not going to speak for you, but I, you know, your slides <laughs> no, are involved. <laughs> <laughs> so, what about you? What's what's your real key points on, on the slides here? The biggest thing for me on the slides is the slides are more for me than it is for the audience. I'm going to talk mm-hmm. about everything on that slide, but it keeps keeps me on track and keeps me from from wandering uh, too far away. And, and if somebody asks a question that I know is on sl- five slides away, uh, I'll say, hold tight. I'm going to talk about that in just a minute, rather yeah. than just get off on tangents, you know. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, I, it's it's my guide. And, and I'll count with my number of slides and say, okay, so if I spend three minutes on each slide, yeah. then I'm at an hour and 20 minutes or, you know, yeah. And of yeah. course, you know, th- that's going to vary from slide to slide, but yeah, but yeah that's kind of my, yeah. My One, and that's a really good point too. It, it's it, for it, to me, it's all definitely like a, a safety blanket, right? So if, if I do lose my point, oh, okay. I know what side we're on. I know where we're, we're going. And then the other thing though, that I've noticed for me is like you said, you kind of get a sense of what the timing is of each, how many slides you've got. But what I have to be careful of is sometimes I get a slide and and I'll put bullet points on there and that are kind of, you know, okay, one after another. Well, okay, so that one slide isn't going to be, if in normal slides like three minutes, two minutes, a bullet pointed slide is going to be more because you really yeah. basically have a new slide each time that bullet point pops up. So 
um, yeah, just yeah, understanding slides is actually 200. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because someone like Eric, he's got, you know, 100 slides in his slide deck to do the same type of thing where, you know, I may have 20 or 30. And, and um, but a lot of like bullet points, you know, I don't, you know, Terry, where you kind of fall into that. But um, you know, most of my hour and a half presentations have about 15 to 20 slides. Ah. So I don't, what, what's your average on an hour and a half? I, I'm going to say I probably have 25 or 30. Okay. All right. Uh, yep. my, when I do my two day class, I think I have 160 slides. Okay. Um, but that's two two days. You two know? days, exactly, exactly. All right. Well, there you go. So if you got, to be honest with you, my favorite part of this whole thing is the building of the slides. I could just sit and do that all day. I, I really get a lot of enjoyment out of like that. working on the slides. Yeah. I, have my, I have to do my Atlantic City slides this weekend. So yeah, I, I got it. Well, and I love going back in and, and tweaking them. Like you said, you know, a new idea pops up, or you hear a, another thing misinformation on the internet okay i gotta get that in there refresh like i just redid a bunch of the uh, graphics in some of my slides thanks to our all hail sky on that so <laughs> um all right well speaking of two days terry can we take a quick break here and um i'm really this will be i mean i've kind of publicly announced it but this will be the first time i've officially publicly announced it here on the two regular guys so um i've got a two-day workshop retreat coming up in june that uh, I want to share a little information with you guys about. Perfect. Are you a small business that's feeling overwhelmed and underpaid? Do you want to find more balance and fulfillment in your small business? We're here to share the good news about an upcoming small business retreat where you can come together as a community to facilitate falling in love with your business. That's right. We're incredibly excited to announce the June 2024 Small Business Workshop and Retreat called Fundamentals Live. This event is based on the book, The Fundamentals of Business Success, and it's going to be your community designed to align your entrepreneurial spirit with meaningful success strategies. Join us in O'Fallon, Missouri, just west of St. Louis, in discovering networking opportunities that go beyond mere connections. You're going to create relationships that inspire growth and collaboration. With only 40 seats available, spots are already filling up. Don't miss out on your chance to transform yourself and your business June 7th and 8th in O'Fallon, Missouri. All right. Well, uh, pretty excited, Terry. So uh, hopefully people uh, check that out. And uh, I, I know that it's uh, based on the people I've talked to that we're going to fill this up and, uh, we're going to do our best to kind of hold hold steady to that. We want to make it a really intimate. It's an, it, This is a something completely different. Um, so it's not going to be me standing up there for a day and a half, two days lecturing. This is all going to be very experiential, right? We'll, we'll introduce the topic. We'll introduce the tools. And then we're going to do it together. We're going to handhold. I've got uh, three other uh, people helping me out, uh, my wife and, and Becky and Tanya. And uh, we're going to make this a, an experience. So I'm looking forward to it, Terry. Fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, let's see here. Um, yeah. Let, let, so we, we just got done talking about the slides. Now, let's talk about inside of the slides, inside of the presentation. What, what do you do to kind of, and, and again, I really learned a ton from you here. So how do you kind of make that presentation even better? I, I think you have to have, you got to have some fun. 
you know, make make the audience enjoy it. You 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 have to encourage questions, engage the audience, and and um, you know, once the questions start, you've got them. You've got the yeah. audience; they're all listening, and 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 um, but but I will be up there speaking, and I'll say, I see you shaking your head there. Does that mean that you agree with me or, you know, and then they'll start talking back and forth, you know, and, but, but yeah, you've got to, you can't just stand up there and, and, and lecture. You've got to engage with people and, and, and you can ask them questions. I mean, if you ever go to a Jay Bissell seminar, don't sit in the front because he will be on you. <laughs> yes. Asking you hard questions. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, indeed. I love it. And I think that's the other side of it too, is, is kind of understanding who, who you are, right? You, you have to be you up there. People showed up to listen and learn from you. And, and I know that can be a challenge. That was a challenging thing for me. Right? Like I have to be this, I have to be, you know, the, the Tony Robbins, I have to be Terry Combs. I have to be Jay Bissell. But the reality is they came to hear me. And so I have to be me. And, and so I even kind of use some of that self-effacing humor or, you know, kind of, Hey, here's the deal guys. I get it. I'm actually having fun up here. I know I sound monotone and I know my jokes are really dry, but just be prepared. And that, and that just kind of lets them be them too. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, I think you're exactly right. Have, just having, having some fun, you know, being, being willing to be authentically you and, and, and what that means and looks like and, and interacting then with the audience. And I guess one other thing to say about interacting with the audience too is, just just meet them where they they're at right so you're going to get somebody that does disagree with you you're going to get somebody that isn't getting it right and so you're going to have to be prepared to be able to kind of work through those things and and i've always kind of looked at it as like just just meet them where they're at right that, that that's fine i get it how can we do this let's work through it and then if you're not getting there say hey you know what let's let's take Let's talk about that after the class, you know, connect with me. Let's go a little bit deeper and, and you can get through some of that. So um, I guess how else can you really kind of engage the audience, Terry? Well, for me, it's it's telling real life stories and, and it makes it so people can. OK, I get I get the concept you're talking about, you know, and yep. and uh, surprise, surprise to all the regulators out there. I have a lot of stories that I tell. <laughs> When I uh, when I really <laughs> you know we had a conversation there and you you and myself and Eric remember a couple months ago saying wouldn't it be funny if we figured out that I only have like eight stories and I <laughs> yes. package them <laughs> but, but you know we uh, like when I do my screen printing classes we have a we have a basically a questionnaire you know what what worked what didn't work what yeah. what what did you like about the class and over the years hundreds of people said i like the fact that that you can relate a story a real life story to what you're talking about so is yeah. that is that something you do aaron or do you have a you have a different approach no no i think that's i think that's exactly it right and there um the, the science of the whole thing there there really is this process right you introduce the concept you share an example. That's that real life story that, you know, this, this has worked. And, um, and then you give them an exercise or you, you know, you'll, you give them an opportunity to think about how that could work for their situation. Right. And, and, and that's what you're doing with, but the, you know, we always tease you about your stories, right? Have we've heard this before, but the reality is those, 
those things are true, right? When you talk about the screen printer, that the bread and butter job, the the Jim's towing, everybody goes, I get it. Yes, I know Jim's towing, right? I, yeah. I, if I've done any garment decorating at all, I know who that customer is, and Terry's absolutely right, and I can see how I can now use this in my own business. Um, and so, yeah, have, and I I struggled at first with the fact that. Um, I didn't think I had any like real life stories that I could, um, use, but the reality is if you don't have them, there are ones out there that will work and you just go do a little bit of digging and then you got to start collecting those. And yeah. once you start collecting those, and once you start thinking about it, like I now go back and I go, well, I did have all these stories. I just wasn't thinking about them in that way. So, um, I think that that was crucial too, is to really kind of understand that, you know, I have th these stories too. I mean, the pricing one, I've got my story about the guy that I told him to double his prices and, you know, and, and he was upset with me because he thought I was actually going to give him something useful and he didn't think that was useful. And, and, um, you know, it, that, that leads into, Hey, and I asked him, okay, well, what would happen if you doubled your prices? And, uh, you know, he, again, upset with me, looks at me and goes, well, I'd lose half my customers. And I wanted to and say, exactly. Now you're doing half the work for the same amount of money. Nice, <laughs> right? Okay. <laughs> That's excellent. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, another thing, uh, Aaron, that, and it yeah. only works for, like, if I'm doing a, a production type of uh, seminar, like uh, I, I'll, I do a seminar on specialty inks and screen printing, you know, puffs and glitters and things like that. If you have examples that you can pass around and let people touch and feel, that, yeah. that really goes a long way. Uh, other than the fact when I was speaking at DAX, uh, somebody approached me on the show floor saying, pulling out one of my samples and said, hey, so how did you do this? I'm like, did, did you take my sample from the class? <laughs> and she goes, wasn't I supposed to? And I'm like, well, no. <laughs> Those are going back in my bag to the next show. <laughs> but, yes, uh, do, do be clear. There's a there's a real quick tip for you guys. Make sure you're clear on what they can take and what they can't take. Because anything that's sitting out on the table at the end of the class, they're going to take it with them if you haven't been explicit about it. <laughs> exactly, right. exactly. People get sticky fingers and it's not in a, a negative way. They're just like, oh, I think he wants to give this to me. <laughs> yeah, he passed it right over to me. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And I think that, that's a really, really good point. Um, and, and again, I think that that goes just back to, again, solidifying what you're talking about, right? Here's the idea. Now you can actually see it in action, right? This is the end result of that. Um, and, and even if it isn't something where, you know, you have a production sample or something like that, I think you can still give them quote unquote samples, right? Give them that experience. Um, like when I talk about fear, I do a little exercise where I make them close their eyes and, and imagine being on the top of a, a tall building and looking out over the edge. Right? And so that, that's, I'm kind of giving them a sample of the fact that fear is an yeah. imaginary experience, but I know that that gets everybody fired. I mean, <laughs> I, I I hesitate to do it in person because I'm always worried about somebody being really upset that I took them through their worst fear. <laughs> and, but the reality is that that helps us understand. Yep. Okay. I get it. I'm sitting here perfectly safe in this chair, in this room. And yet if I close my eyes and imagine deeply enough that I'm looking out over a building, I'm going to have all those same responses. That that too is a sample in in, yeah, in my mind. Exactly. Yeah, so. Exactly right. It's a participation. So yeah, for sure. All right. Well, we're we've 
done a really good job here, Terry, but um, how, how do we kind of, I've got something I want to share. And, and I think this is really in a way, a um, kind of tying all this up and, and okay. I'm actually going to be taking some of the things we talked about here and, and improving my quote unquote system. But what, what else do we need to do to kind of, you know, okay, we've done the slides, we've got our examples, we've got the stories, we're, we're kind of ready to go. What's next for you? If you've never done this before, practice, do a test run and, and set a timer. Um, now, you know, you have to assume there are going to be a few questions, but 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 do it against the clock and do it over and over again. And you don't have to do it in front of anybody. Just yep. just practice it through. And then you're going to find yourself changing slides and and, and changing your approach. Um, and, and my my last advice on it is take a deep breath, slow down. Because if you're the first time you do this, you're going to talk too fast and, yeah. and just have fun with it, you know, just, just, just enjoy it. And, and, you know, even today, all the years I've been doing speaking, sometimes I, I have to kind of step out of the room before I start and just take a, yep. you know, and, and then walk into the room and, and be on stage. Yeah. But what, yeah. what are your, uh, what's your, your nine step system? Well, real quick, back on the the testing and running clock before we get out of that. I, I know we're running against the clock here ourselves, but um, you know, and everybody's going to be doing this a little bit differently. Like I know for for Eric, he 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 calls it run run his slides. I mean, he he really goes through them in detail and and basically does you know will sit in his hotel room and run the slides. Like if you ever want to spend time with Eric at a trade show. Don't try to do that, you know, the morning before he has his seminar, right? he, he's going to, and, and that's, that's his process. You know, I like to quote unquote run the slides, but I don't quite go, you know, I, I will run it to the clock if it's a brand new one, but for the most part, you know, I, I don't run it that, but like you said, right, you're going to go through it. You're going to change a slide. You're going to move something. You're going to tweak something. You're going to make an extra bullet point. Um, and, and go through that. So, and then I, I love what you said about, you know, just kind of getting out. If, if I can, I like to get into the room before anybody else is in there and just kind of look out against the room and, and just think about the people that might be there and just, I don't know, you guys might think it's a little bit woo woo, but just having my feet on the ground, looking out there, I kind of connect and I can feel their energy coming and my energy going out and, and, and in, um, so it, like you said, it's just a, a visualization of it going really well, uh, as opposed to what's probably running through our head before all the things that could go wrong and, yeah. and will go wrong. I mean, that, that's the other, I can't tell you how many times the projector didn't work. The computer went dead. You know, we were doing a, a an event in impressions expo in Fort Worth this last year and, uh, the power went out. So I don't have a computer or notes or anything. <laughs> I had a handout. So I taught from the handout, <laughs> you know, it, it's going to happen. So just roll with it. And, and, um, I had somebody that, uh, we just happened to run into them at the gift shop at Billy Bob's that night. That, and she was from Hawaii and she came up and she's like, your presentation was awesome. It was so amazing. I was like, really? I thought it was terrible because we lost power and I didn't know exactly where I was at. And she's, now uh, I'm still in contact with her. Someday she wants me to come to Hawaii and teach. I'm like, Ooh, twist awesome. my arm. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, can I add my one last last yes, thing? Yes, please, please. The audience wants you to be successful. Oh, so so just relax. They they want you to have a good presentation, and so um, you know, think about that as you're walking up there as well. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay. Well, Terry, let, yeah, let me let me put a bow on this. And I, I wrote in the notes my nine-step system, but honestly, this is our nine-step system or however many steps, right? Well, we haven't really kind of refined that. So who knows exactly what the steps will be if this becomes something more. But, uh, you know, really for me, it's all about, or, or what we've talked about here today, really just determining what the goal of the session is, is, is kind of the first step. Um, you know, kind of getting the, the ideas, the content together. Um, and then we talked about brainstorming all the ideas to cover. And, and then, um, like I mentioned, I put those into three to five sections and then sort it into a good working flow of why, what, and how, uh, build out your slides. Now, this is probably where you and I deviate a little bit. I do go in and I basically script out um, all of the things I want to say in the slides. Now that used to be where I stopped and that was a problem. <laughs> so I fixed that. So I'll script out the slides. I'll do that walkthrough again, not completely running it, but just kind of a watch through ensuring that the slides are good. The flow is good. And then I come back to that script and I make the bullet points of the key things that I want to hit on each slide. Um, and, and then the script stays there, but it goes down, down below. So I'm not looking at it during the presentation and then do one more final rehearsal, however that that looks and feels. Um, so that's kind of kind of my my process. And again, I know I borrowed most of this from Terry, so it's our process. <laughs> and, and I, used to, I used to script out everything as, as well, but uh, then I realized I never looked at it. Uh, but it was more for me to put it down to kind of think through the slide. Exactly. And, that's, and that's, so. that's why I do it too. And bonus, when you script it out, then you can use that to write an article later, by the way. <laughs> True enough. True enough. And the magazines, or, by the way, are always looking for writers. So <laughs> or or a book, to be honest with or you. Or a the, book. The scripts from a... <laughs> All right, Terry. Well, that was awesome. Hopefully you guys took a lot out of that. Those that are are interested, love to hear your thoughts, comments. Uh, like I said, who knows where this kind of goes from here, but uh, Terry and I were were uh, I appreciate that you called us out on that, Terry. I, I, I agree this was something we needed to do. So what, uh, what do you, I know you've got, in fact, why don't I do this? Why don't, um, I'll share real quick what I've got going on. And then, um, Eric, uh, will hit a couple of his little things real quick so we can okay. uh, do this. But, um, next week I will be out at Dax, Kansas city. If I can find the link here, maybe, um, I will be out at Dax, Kansas city teaching two seminars out there, the fundamentals of pricing your printing, which, uh, I talked about earlier, uh, and also the fundamentals for small business growth. And uh, so that'll be happening on Friday, February 23rd. Both those classes are on Friday. Uh, so you can go to DaxShow.com to sign up for that and get information. Uh, then I will be teaching out at the Atlantic City Show in, uh, in Atlantic City, New Jersey on March 21st. And uh, that will be happening. Uh, I've got two, two sessions out there. Um, on March 21st, the session will be elevating your business with AI. And then on March 22nd, the next day, I've got another session, how to master pricing, making your business unstoppable. Um, so you can check that out at Impressions Expo. Um, also, right before Impressions AC, I didn't put it on my list, but I need to, uh, DAX Minnesota will be happening as well. So uh, I, I booked all my travel yesterday, boy. My credit card got a workout. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, so speaking of travel, uh, then Graphics Pro Expo in Irving, uh, wherever that link is there. Um, I will be teaching on Saturday, March 9th, and that's how to mass pricing for profit. So again, I mentioned I'll be teaching pricing quite a bit out there this year. So uh, 
you can probably find that pricing seminar somewhere if depending on where you're at. And then, um, so those are kind of my events where I'm on the road. Uh, then as far as the book, I held it up a little bit earlier, but this is now available in this. This is actually my words, not a mock-up like it was for a long time. Um, so the paperback and ebook version are available of the fundamentals of business success. Uh, I'm getting some really great feedback on it. I appreciate everybody get, feed, giving me feedback and I'd love to hear how you're implementing the fundamentals and, and integrating that into your business. So you can check out the book at osg.link forward slash FBS for fundamentals of business success. Um, we had the we had the promo in the middle there, uh, but uh, super excited about the, uh, we were calling it FBS Live, but it's now called Fundamentals Live. And it's June 7th and 8th, as I mentioned, it's a two-day small business workshop and retreat where we're going to come together as a community community to facilitate falling in love with your business. You're going to leave with a foundation your company needs for success. So spots are limited. We already have a couple spots already taken. So you can make sure you go and sign up today, osg.link forward slash fun live. Uh, it's going to be a great experience and uh, you don't want to miss this this first one for sure. So um, and then next thing, uh, we do have a Facebook group that you can check out. It's called the OSG Business Fundamentals Community. And uh, we just kind of believe in the power of collaboration to overcome our daily challenges. And it's more than just a, a community. It's a space where we can discuss foundations of our business and actively work on enhancing them. So if you're not a member of that group, go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash OSG Fundamentals. And then last but not least here, um, OSG Live happens every Wednesday morning. It's a collaboration between Tanya Deutscher, Becky Kotzer, and my wife, Kyleen Montgomery, and I. We explore the power of gratitude. We celebrate wins, and we bring you segments like a Wellness Toolbox and Uncommon Mindset. So you can tune in live at liveosg.com Wednesday mornings at 7 a.m. Central Time, or the replays are always available there, so you can go back and watch anytime. So that's what I've got going on. Um, like I said, I'll share real quick Eric's, and then we can go back to yours, Terry. But uh, if I can find Eric's website there. So to take up is canceled today, but Eric will be back very shortly with new content and announcements for the take up. So um, in the meantime, make sure you go check out ericcampbell.com and uh, search for uh, the take up at the top or just really kind of look for Eric on any of your favorite social media platforms with the unique spelling of his name. He's easy to easy to find. E-R-I-C-H Campbell. E-Rich, as Terry might say from time to time, as I've said from time to time. <laughs> and then uh, back to the DAX program. Uh Eric will be out at Dax, Kansas City, February 24th, teaching vintage values in machine embroidery and digitizing details. So that's what he's got going on. What about you, Terry? What's coming up for you? Yeah, my complete screen printing business course. Uh, I will be in Chicago at Atlas Screen Supply right up by O'Hare Airport on March 9th and 10th. Last week, there were two seats uh, left. So uh, check in if uh, with the folks at Atlas if okay. you are interested in that class, atlasscreensupply.com. Nice. Uh, or on my website. And uh, my next class at Workhorse Products here in Phoenix is May 4th and 5th. And I'll be speaking at Impressions Expo in Atlantic City next month with the presentation that we talked about earlier. Everything you've heard about DTG and DTF printing on the internet is wrong. That will be on Friday, March 22nd. And watch for all of my upcoming events at terrycombs.com. Yes, definitely get over there. Check out terrycombs.com. Love it. All right, Terry. Well, the last thing. We, yeah, go ahead, Terry. 
I was just going to say, I think it's time for a little bit of secret sauce. <laughs> Let's do this. Let's do this. All right, here we go. So um, secret sauce coming to you. All right. Well, welcome into this episode of the secret sauce uh, after our show today on speaker secrets and I thought that this would be kind of that perfect side dish for you, a discussion of how we can integrate AI, artificial intelligence, and how it can be a game changer for creating and securing your next speaking engagement. So whether you're a seasoned speaker or, or just really starting out, I found that these prompts, these AI prompts are kind of a secret ingredient that'll make this process a little bit easier for you. Um, but before we do that, I want to just talk quickly about interacting with AI. AI, like like ChatGPT, which is why I use the most, but uh, there's others out there, Bard, uh, Gemini, I think they're calling it now. That We have to understand what they are, right? It, it isn't just a tool. It should not be used as a copy and paste. Um, it, it stands out like a sore thumb. I see people doing it all the time. Um, you know, I, I, I have to kind of wean myself from that a little bit, too. It really is a partner in your brainstorming process, right? You, you've got to go through it and make make it your own. So, for example, this secret sauce, I used AI to help me generate the ideas um, and, and improve the flow of it. But you have to work as a team with your AI partner. So the key is to be very specific in your prompts. If you provide clear instructions, and, and I think of it like this, almost like you're explaining something to a toddler. It's amazing the results that you get. But if you don't give it specifics, the, the details might feel the other way around. It might feel like you're getting a response from a toddler. You need to make sure that you're feeding it details like your speaking niche, like your target audience, the unique selling values, um, your experiences. The more details you can share with AI, the more effective the suggestions are going to be. So... Based on that foundation, I want to share with you guys five specific prompts I've used with great success to generate and secure speaking gigs. Now, as a bonus, if you comment on this video with the hashtag AI Secret Sauce, I will reach out and get your email address to send you a PDF version of these exact prompts that you can kind of use as a swipe file, just copy and paste, and then you can fill in the details. So, the first prompt, we need to identify what maybe some available opportunities for your class are. You, know, you might know some shows in the industry, but reaching beyond your quote unquote pawn, so to speak, could open up even more doors for you. So if you'll use this prompt, and I'm just going to read it, and, and again, you can get the PDF with the details here. So here's the prompt. Identify upcoming speaking opportunities in, fill in your field or expertise for whatever the time frame is you're looking to speak, provide a detailed list of events, webinars, online virtual events, or conferences where I can showcase my expertise. And if you put that prompt in, amazing what's going to come back. So next, we're going to utilize AI to help create a compelling pitch and personalize for each opportunity to increase your chances of becoming a speaker. So here's, here's the prompt I would use. Generate a speaking pitch for event name and maybe even include their website if you've got uh, ChatGPT Plus that highlights my expertise in whatever your specialty is. Create a title that will entice attendees to sign up for the class as well as a detailed description. Also suggest three key takeaways attendees will leave the seminar with. Lastly, help me explain to the 
insert your event name here, why my session will help enhance their educational program at their event. All right, so there's, there's the prompt. Next prompt. This is gonna help us make connections with key people who can offer those speaking spots. So finding the leaders of the events or people to engage with on social media or otherwise is really gonna help you uh, kind of grow your speaking opportunities. So here's the prompt. Suggest networking strategies for connecting with event organizers in my industry. Include tips for leveraging social media platforms like LinkedIn, ideas for initiating conversations at industry events, and strategies for following up after the initial content. Also provide guidance on how to effectively showcase my expertise in, insert your specialty, to these contacts and suggest ways to collaborate or offer value that could lead to speaking opportunities. So there's the prompt. All right. Maybe you're stuck on content, right? The, the, this prompt here is going to help you brainstorm fresh, engaging ideas for your talk. It also makes sure that you deliver value and excitement to your audience. So here's the prompt. Generate innovative and engaging presentation ideas for a talk on, insert your topic or maybe event theme here, tailored to an audience in the specific industry or demographic. Include suggestions for interactive elements, visual aids, and storytelling techniques that would resonate with this audience. Also propose unique angles or perspectives on topics that haven't been widely explored and recommend ways to incorporate current trends or re recent research to make the presentation timely and relevant. So there's the prompt. Last prompt, that was number four, five coming up here. This is all about improvement, right? And in that continuous improvement is vital. Um, when I started, a long, I had a long way to go. And even after hundreds and hundreds of presentations, I'm always looking to learn and do better. Most event organizers will provide you with feedback or reviews after the event if you ask them. So use AI to analyze that feedback and recommend areas for enhancement in your speaking style or content. So here's the prompt I would use. Analyze the detailed feedback received from my previous talk on whatever the topic or event was. Identify key areas of strengths and weaknesses in aspects such as content delivery, audience engagement, and clarity of message. Provide suggestions on how to enhance storytelling elements, improve audience interaction, and refine the presentation structure. Additionally, offer advice on adjusting speaking style or tone to better suit different audience types or settings based on the feedback analysis. analysis excuse me. Here is the feedback that was received, and then you put all the feedback in there that you have received. So there you have it. There's your secret sauce. Um, five AI prompts to elevate your speaking career, whether today was the launching point or you've been doing it for years to come, remember AI is a powerful ally, embrace it. Cheers to your next successful speaking gig. That was awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Good job. All right. Yeah, we're going to, Rena, I've, I've got it heading your way. So if you, again, if you guys want that, uh, you want that PDF that you can just copy and paste all those things out of, um, I'm happy to send it over to you. And uh, definitely uh, just, put, again, AI secret sauce is all you need to do. Put the hashtag and I will search for that a little bit later today, or I'll keep an eye on it too. I can watch those things. All right, Terry. Well, we've gone well into bonus time. Appreciate it. What a great show. Uh, I want to thank those that were tuned in live here and, and uh, you know, shared and, and just, Hopefully, we will see uh, a lot of new voices, right? We, we hope we inspired some pe people to become educators. Um, let us know if you guys are one of those uh, inspiring educators. 
And uh, there certainly could be more on this topic from Terry and I, and we'd love to help you out directly. So just reach out to us, info at two regular guys or, or reach out however. But uh, Terry, great job today. Thank you for all you've taught me about being a speaker. <laughs> you as well. And uh, we want to thank our show producer, Eric Campbell. Uh, you are in our thoughts, thoughts and prayers this weekend, uh, my friend. Yes, indeed, Eric. We uh, we love you, buddy. And uh, just uh, want, want you to want to be there for you. So, um, Terry, next week, you and I are going to be breaking down the five, not the five, but five of the most popular secret sauce episodes so far. Um, I think we've been, I think we've got about 20 or 30 of them now so far. So, um, now we are going to be, this will be, uh, we're always doing new stuff here at Two Regular Guys, Terry. So, um, I don't think we've ever actually done it this way before. Maybe I'm wrong, but we're, we're going to actually record this show not live, and then it will run as a, a premiere next Friday for you guys. So um, t t I'm going to be, myself and Eric will be at the DAX show. I think you're going to be in in Phoenix at the DTF Expo, right? Exactly. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we're all we're all tied up on Friday. So. Yeah, and we didn't want to just kind of leave it leave you guys hanging. So we've got uh, we've been talking about doing this show. So we're gonna we're gonna record that for you guys, and it'll be premiered live. So you can pretend like we're live. It'll it'll feel that way. <laughs> Where are they answering my questions? <laughs> yeah, but but do put your comments and questions in there. We will go back and look at it. So don't don't, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Until then, I'm Terry Combs. He's Aaron Montgomery. And that was the two regular guys. Here we go. Here we go. We're out. <laughs> awesome. Thank you for listening to Two Regular Guys. Check out our website at tworegularguys.com. That's the number two, regularguys.com. You can also interact with us over at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash tworegularguys, or send us a tweet, twitter.com slash tworegularguys. And we have a YouTube page. You can find all that from our website, tworegularguys.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to spending some time with you again next week.